Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. You guys get the joy of, uh, of listening to me this morning. Uh, they've dug to the bottom of the pit. Uh, and, and, I, and I am here to preach, to bring God's word to you. No, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to share, share God's word with you guys tonight. Uh, and God just kind of been speaking to me over the past summer uh, about, uh, about this specific uh, topic. And so, um, yeah, I'm really excited. However, there's a whole bunch of exciting things going on uh, in, in, in my life. Um, as you guys know, I've been here now for like five, five months, and it's exciting. It is so good to be a part of such an amazing church. You guys, you guys are amazing, uh, however, and I really feel like you guys are family, uh, and I'm so excited to be able to be here and be a part of this amazing community. I'm excited for all the stuff that we'll be doing within the community, like movies in the park. Uh, and so, yeah, quick uh, thing for that. Come out to Movies on the Park uh, on Friday uh, or whatever. We're going to be watching. It's not, I'm going to fix Megan. I know she's not here. But it's the hit, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I think it's technically number three. So that's the movie we're going to watch. I am super excited. I've already watched, like, the first one just in preparation to watch it again. Uh, just because it's, the, How to Train Your Dragon is such a good movie. But, yeah, anyways, exciting things are going on uh, in, uh, in, in my life in the sense that I'm, uh, I'm here at Community Church. Uh, or it's also, there's big things happening even for, like, for Rebecca as well. Um, and so Rebecca graduated uh, uh, school just back in the, in the, in the spring. Um, and so she, uh, she's actually uh, writing her licensing exam for, to become a nurse on Tuesday. So over the next couple days, if you're thinking of her, uh, pray for her, uh, or ever the pressure's on now. <laughs> uh, pray for her. Uh, she's been studying so hard, uh, or ever, and then uh, she'll be writing the licensing exam. So pray for her. But it's exciting, or whatever. There's exciting things happening. Um, she's so she's honestly so amazing. She wrote out a resume and just started handing out some resumes to the point that like there's a one there's this one place she handed in her resume. They called her back 30 minutes later and they looked at her resume and they're like. We don't technically hire people that haven't gotten their licensing yet, but her resume stood out so much that they had to call her, which is awesome. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. My wife is awesome. I'm like, you want to hire her because I married an amazing, uh, an amazing woman. Uh, and so exciting things are happening uh, because of this. Um, we're, we only have one vehicle currently, and so we're needing to get a second, uh, a second vehicle. And so. I've got to be super uh, guyish and manly and get to go shopping for cars and test driving cars. It has been a lot of fun. I've t- test drive a couple more like sportier cars, like still reasonably priced, but something that I would not end up getting. She, Rebecca's shaking her head at me. I'm like, I'm not getting it. But yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been able to, um, I've been able to like shop around cars. So it's been a lot of fun shop, uh, shopping around for cars. It's exciting. Hopefully we get the car. Uh, that uh, or ever on on Wednesday that we're we're going to be getting and so yeah or ever, but then it's also also been thinking about driving uh, the youth uh, we went to Wonderland uh, last not just past Tuesday but the Tuesday before that we went to Wonderland um, and. Uh, 
up in Barrie, traffic can be bad, usually on weekends, whatever. But one thing I'm re- noticing is, like, down here, I've, there's a lot more traffic. It's a bigger area. We have Hamilton, Burlington. We're close, like, it's closer to the city, so traffic. And I'm like, man, like, I've been getting frustrated with traffic. We've been going. Uh, and on the way to Wonderland, I hit the 401, and everybody knows the 401, it's a 401 parking lot. It's not actually, like, a highway. You sit there. And so I was, uh, I was getting, I, I, would, I would get frustrated, and whatever. There'd be, like, lineups or whatever. I was wanting to take the expressway or whatever, because I felt like it was quicker to be able to jump on the express to get onto the, uh, to get onto the 400 to go up to Wonderland, and I'm sitting there waiting in line, and then there's people, like, going, like, pretending like they're going to the collectors and cutting over, and I get frustrated at those people. I'm like, I'm being patient here. I've, I've done the right thing, or whatever, and now they're just cutting, like, cutting in, and they're wanting to get there quicker, and, uh, but the interesting thing is, like, weirdly enough, I think we can learn something from these people, but continuing on the theme of cars, um, as I said, we had, uh, we had uh, our, our, our car, uh, and we have two sets of keys. A car comes with two sets of keys. Um, we've owned this car since 2018. What was it, 2018, 2017? 2017. 2017. February of 2017. Uh, and uh, we have lost one set of keys twice, and we're in the middle of that second time. However, and I'm going to throw Rebecca under the bus, and it was her that lost the keys. Uh, and so we only have one set of uh, car keys and whatnot, and we, we lost them. And when we were searching for them, I remember the first time we lost them. I'm like, I'm searching all over, searching all around the house, however, searching high and low, and we cannot find these keys. And then sure enough, like, after, like, two months not having them, we just, I can't remember where we found them, but it was in the most obvious spot. I'm like, come on, how come, like, I didn't check there uh, or whatever. And so to the point, like, I'm just like, I just got to go back home and, like, check under the couch because I don't think I've checked under the couch. Because a lot of times when we lose things, when we're looking for an, for an answer, a lot of the times it's sitting right in front of us. The answer we're looking for is sitting right in front of us. Those, those people that wear glasses, if you ever put your glasses up on top of your head, I can't find my glasses, and then somebody's like, they're on top of your head. I'm like, oh, oh, there we go. There's my glasses. The answer is right in front of us. And that is the situation within the Bible passage that we're going to be reading, which is John, which is in John chapter 4. And so John, or one of the, one of the most famous verses in the book of John is John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who, who should, uh, well, now I'm stumbling through it. You want to know what, I was thinking in the back of my head there, when I was like going to, this is a side story, I'm getting a little distracted, when I was going to like ask permission to date Rebecca, I went up to her, I went up to her, um, her house, and then her little sister, this is actually her brother, Matthew, who joined us on the drums today, uh, wherever he's, he's in from Edmonton visiting, so, um, and so her little sister created a test for me, and I don't do well under pressure. And so the first question was John 3.16. However, and then like, I'm like, I just started stumbling through it. I'm like, this is the most quoted Bible verse in the, in, in, in the Bible. And I like couldn't even get like the first word out. But yeah, so anyways, that's just a little side story, distraction. But uh, so it talks about, uh, or it talks about how, how God loves the world. And then in chap- we find in chapter 4... Uh, we try, find in chapter 4, Jesus actually applying John 3.16 uh, through the story of the, 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 Samaritan, uh, the, the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Um, and so we're going to be uh, diving into this, uh, into this passage today. But uh, the interesting thing that we need to know is what, like, what, is, what is going on uh, with, with, with this passage. Where's, where's Jesus going? So Jesus started off in Judea. They were in, uh, like in, in Jerusalem, and they're traveling up to, up, up to Galilee. And so they're traveling, and um, the interesting, 
the interesting thing is, is so they had to travel through, uh, through Samaria. Uh, and uh, right at the beginning of chapter 4, you see that, that Jesus, Jesus said, I think it's uh, chapter, chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said he had to go through Samaria, uh, uh, Samaria which, is, which is interesting. Why did he have to travel through there? To give some context to that, or whatever, there was a, about uh, like, uh, like hundreds and hundreds of years before that, there was a war that divided the, 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 the north and the south. Um, uh, whatever. And so there's a war that divided the north and the south. And then... Um, However, and then another war happened in the, in, in the north, uh, which then formed uh, in, in, into the uh, Samaritans. So it was uh, the Syrians that came in. However, they started intermingling, in, uh, bringing in culture, other cultures into the, like the, northern, the northern kingdom, which kind of like, uh, made a divide between, uh, the, between the Jews and the, and the Samaritans. So the uh, Samaritans didn't interact with, with, with Jews. So if you're a Jew and you're traveling up the, Gal- uh, up, up the Galilee, like, you're, you're going to try and avoid this area. But Jesus said that he had to travel through this. So we find here Jesus saying, or whatever, or whatever that, that, we need, that we need to love, that Jesus loves the world. And then, he, and then he goes and he's saying, I have to go through this place that don't like, that they don't like Jews. They don't interact with Jews. Jews and, and Samaritans don't uh, interact. And so, uh, or whatever. And so then we find ourselves with Jesus traveling through uh, 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 Samaria and stopped, and they stopped at a well. However, and at this well, they come in, uh, into contact in, into contact with a with a Samaritan woman. However, uh, and so in the, with, within within this passage, we see that uh, it says uh, that, that that this that this woman came to the well, and Jesus uh, Jesus said to this woman, "Give me give me a drink of uh, 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 yeah, give me a drink of water." At this point, the disciples had gone off to go get food. They're probably tired, whatever, need, need, need to get food. And so the, the, the disciples are off um, get, getting food. And so, uh, whatever, and so then this, this woman, uh, whatever, is just like, who are you to ask, like, ask me for a drink of water? I'm just, I'm just a Samaritan. I'm just a Samaritan woman. And, and Jews, as I just said, Jews and them don't have that kind of uh, in, in interaction with, uh, with, with one another. And so uh, then... However, then Jesus goes on uh, and, and answered her however, and says that only, only if you knew who, who it was that was asking you for a drink of water. Only if you knew who, uh, who, uh, who it was. However, and so, however, and so, she, so he says, like, if, if you knew, you instead would ask me for, for a drink of water. However, and so... However, and so this, this girl is, 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 doubting, is, is, is doubting Jesus. And then we find ourselves uh, here in, in verse 13, and it says this, uh, starting in verse 13. Jesus answered her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks this water that I give him will never be thirsty again. But the water that I give him will become a uh, in him a spring of water satisfying his thirst for God, welling up, continually flowing, bubbling within him to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this drink of water so that I will not be, thirst, uh, 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 be, be thirsty nor have to continually come to the well to draw this this, uh, this water, however, so the crazy thing is, is here we see this 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 woman totally missing the point of what Jesus is try, is, is is trying to communicate here. 
However, and so then Jesus uh, is, is trying to show to her who, that, that, that who he really is. However, and so then he, he basically goes in and he reads her mail. He's like, however, this is, this is who you are. You need to go get your husbands and, and, uh, and whatnot. And she's like, I, oh, I have no husbands. And he's like, you're right. You have, you've had five husbands. However, and so then, she, then she's like, who is this, who is this man? Uh, or whatever, that, 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 are you a prophet? And so then she, uh, or whatever, so then she goes, However, and so then, so then Jesus uh, uh, go, goes off and, and, and explains this, and then uh, eventually, however, and he, he talks about how the fact about the, about, about the true worship, the worshiping in, in, in spirit and truth from the heart, um, and then, uh, however, and then he continues, and then his disciples come back, and he has, however, and so the disciples are like, okay, you need to eat, you need to eat food, uh, however, and so then, and then Jesus said to, uh, to his disciples, my, f- uh, this is in verse 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and completely finish uh, his, uh, his work. So this is interesting. We see, we see this uh, concept of, 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 of water. You, in, throughout the book of John, you'll see that Jesus uses, um, uh, and John writes in the, in, in the book, a lot, like, like water, he talks about bread, talks about the food, whatever, and talks about the wind and, and all these different things. But none of this is actually like the physical thing, whatever. And so, the, the, so the, this woman at the well was missing the point that Jesus was trying to communicate. She was missing the fact that this water was not actual physical, uh, was, was not actually physical water. And so when I was preparing my, like, my, my, my message today, I kind of had like a bit of a silly thought. And I'm like, should I share it? Should I sh- like say, explain it this way or should I not? And so then... I'm like, you know what, I am going to do it. And so I just kind of thought if I was to, so I were to w- walk back here and I look, look at Jeff, my friend Jeff back here. I'm like, hey, hey Jeff, like, can, you, uh, can you go get me like, a coffee from, uh, uh, from the back? Not actually, you don't have to actually, I'm just metaphorically. No, I'm good, I'm good. I don't really drink coffee, so yeah. <laughs> whatever. And so I go back there or whatever, and then Jeff would be like, just like, man, like, who are you to ask, like, me, some guy here in the church, just some guy here in the church, to uh, to get a to get a cup of coffee. But what Jeff doesn't know is that I am actually like the barista of all baristas. I am like the master barista. Like I could give you, I can make a mean cup of coffee. I can't actually. Just, this is all just like a metaphor here. And so I can make a mean cup of coffee. And Jeff, only if you knew. That I can, if, if, if I, that I can make a mean cup uh, of coffee. If I, if you knew that I made a mean cup of coffee, wouldn't you want to like ask me to get you a cup of coffee, right? Just because the the cup of coffee that I I make will satisfy you. Will never have to drink another coffee ever again. Wouldn't that be like amazing? A cup of coffee that gave you energy to like never make you tired or whatever. You'd be able to just go and have the energy wherever she. The, the, the thing is, is this cup of coffee, this water that Jesus is talking about is not an actual cup of coffee. It is not actually water. It is, it is the spirit of God living within believers. It is the spirit of God living within believers. 
This happens at the time that, that, that you confess and you, you want Jesus, you are Lord. You are the King of Kings or whatever. When you, when you make that commitment or whatever, the Spirit of God comes in and you start living out godly characters. We see the, in the Bible, we see the fruit of the Spirit where we see love, we see joy, patience, peace, kindness. You start living that out. That is what this water is that we're talking about. That it is, it is life-giving. It is eternal. It, it never fades. It never goes away. You'll be able to be filled with joy. You'll be able to be excited just to, to be in God's presence, to be able to have interactions with one another. It will change your life forever. And so we see, uh, so we see, we see this, this imagery of water. However, later, later, later on, uh, or whatever, at, at the end of the passage, we see it talk about food. Wherever Jesus says, or whatever, they, the, the, the disciples are saying, you, like, Jesus, you need to eat some food. Uh, whatever, and Jesus then says in verse 34, that my food is to do the will of him uh, who sent me and to completely finish his work. Wherever, we see all these analogies, or whatever, and I'm going to jump kind of outside of the, the passage, still in the book of John. So it would be John chapter 6, verse 35, and it says, it says this, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, uh, and, and, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. There's an emptiness inside of us that we're searching for, 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 for fulfillment. We're searching for, for, we're searching for purpose. And this is found in Jesus. This is, we have to seek after Jesus, and we can be fully satisfied. Like, I just, I just think of, like, when I'm going to eat, like, food. Like, if you, to learn something about me, I love sushi. If you like sushi, come tell me. I would love to go out. We could get sushi together. Uh, Sapporo's in Hamilton, I love. I went there. I went there before. You know Sapporo's? Yeah, Sapporo's is awesome. I used to like travel to Hamilton just for Sapporo's. Uh, and so I love sushi, and I think about when I eat sushi, that satisfying feeling that I feel afterwards or whatever, just like, yes, I just feel full. I get, I get like, uh, or whatever, the, that, that satisfying where you just need to go have a nap. But imagine ha being so satisfied that you would never need to, 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 to go eat again or whatever, that satisfying inside of us that you have purpose. And so that, like, this, is, this is something that I think we need to, 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 to think about when, when we're living life every single day. We need, to, we need to go to the well. We need to go to Jesus who gives us the ultimate water that satisfies us. He gives us purpose. Church, we sang a song there that, that, that talked about, or you can have all this world, but all I need is Jesus. The thing is, is the world has a lot to offer. However, and it's easy to get, to, it's easy to get distracted. It is easy to, to fall into temptations. I've had moments in my life where I've fallen into temptation because I've been curious about, I want to just want to be fully satisfied. I think of a time when I was, when I, when I was 19, I was, uh, remember, like, actually, side note, this is my mom over here. Uh, this is my mom, Wendy. She came from Barrie to come see me, uh, come see me speak, and it's super awesome to have her, uh, have her here. And, remember, and so my mom, she, 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 ra she, she raised me, she brought me to church uh, ever, uh, like, ever since the time I was a child. Remember, she used to sing at church even before I was born. And so I, I grew up going to church, forever, and so... There was, a, there was a season 
there's, a, there, there's a season where a lot of my, a lot of my brothers were, uh, we're still praying for, we're still, we're still hoping that they, they come, come back and return to God and whatnot. But my brothers would like constantly throw, like constantly throw temptation at me, at me, even to like, to this day. Like if I go to a family event, we're going, we're going camping. Um, we're going camping, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend with my family, wherever. My brothers are always like, they, like, they always just trying to like push beer into my hands. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't drink. Uh, now, um, but there's a season where I was tempted from it. My, uh, my, my, my brothers invited me to my brother's house or whatever, and we went and we, uh, whatever, and I, I, I got drunk. I, I, I got drunk. I was, uh, I drank way too much to the point that my sister was actually there uh, or whatever, and she actually like, had to stop. Uh, she had to like stop me from drinking more because she was scared of me getting like food poisoning because I was feeling this pressure or whatever that this is where the fun is. This is where you feel satisfied. However, I tell this to, I, I've told this story to the youth or whatever because I think it's important because what I realized was that next morning when I woke up with my head in the bowl and I felt tired, I felt like, I felt like my life was going to waste. That whole entire day, that whole day, I, I, was, I was off the charts. I, just, I was in bed because it felt awful. And I kind of realized something that morning, that what the world has to offer may be fun in the moment. It may be. Whatever, I'll, I'll be honest. I did have I did have fun. We were we were having good like good laughs and whatnot. But then the next morning, it just brought pain. Whatever. But then when we choose God, when we choose God, sometimes it may be hard in the moment because you may not look like the coolest person because you don't have a beer in your hand or because or because of whatever reason it may be. But in the long run, there'll be great reward. You'll have purpose. You'll have fulfillment because you haven't seeked to the, what the world has to offer, but you are seeking what God has to offer in your life. And so my challenge for us today, church, however, I kind of have this silly little question for you. My question is, why do we keep going back to Starbucks when we have what we need right in front of us? Why do we keep going back or, or, uh, to, to, to water that doesn't satisfy when we have what we need right in front of us? The answer is Jesus. When, I, when, whatever, when I've lost my keys, it's usually somewhere right in front of, front of us. It's, right, it's probably under our couch. We should go check like today. <laughs> probably under our couch. But we've lost our keys. And the answer, I, I, I guarantee you, it's somewhere in that house. And when we find them, it's going to be, of course, they're there. For us, church, the answer is Jesus. The answer for your life is Jesus. You, may, you can go search other places, but I can tell you that it's going to be empty. There's going to be still a void in your life. And the only person that can, fulfill, that can fill that void in your life is Jesus. So some of you, some of you guys, actually I'm just going to invite... Uh, Rebecca and Lyndon to come back here. However, so, so, so this may be sounding like a, a, a salvation message, but this, that's, not my, that's not my intention for this, for, for, for this message today. Although, if you don't know Jesus, can I tell you that you need to come to know him? You need to come and just say yes to Jesus because he gives you life. He gives you satisfaction. Whatever. If you're trying to find purpose in life, if you find it in Jesus, I guarantee you, you will be satisfied. In Jesus, wherever and so maybe that maybe that is you. I encourage you at some point today 
commit your life. I'm not going to get you to raise your hand or anything. I just want to challenge you to commit your life to Jesus. And if you need somebody to talk to, you can come talk with myself. You can talk with, with, the, with, with Pastor Megan. You can talk with Wendy. Any of us, you, you can come and talk. But my perp, the purpose of this message today is to challenge you to seek after Jesus. And so I have two stories and two quotes that I want to finish this message with. And so the two stories are from the Bible. I'm sure a lot of us know them well. The first one is the man on the mat. He was paralyzed. He's on this mat. Wherever four men pick him up, and, or ever, and they're carrying him to Jesus. Jesus was meeting in this house. They're carrying him to Jesus. They couldn't get in because the crowds were so, were, were, were so crazy. So they carried him up onto the roof. They dug a hole in the roof to get to the feet of Jesus, to get a touch from Jesus. It's the same story with the, with the, with the, with the bleeding woman. Wherever, wherever people look, looked at her as unclean, wherever, and there's a giant crowd around Jesus, and she, she's just like, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just get an encounter with him, my life will change. And so she pushes through the crowds, she sneaks through, and she just reaches out and just touches the hem of his garment. Wherever, and instantly her life is changed. He doesn't identify, Jesus doesn't identify her by, by, by what everyone else says, but he calls her daughter. He, isn't that amazing that Jesus doesn't see us at our faults? He sees us as sons and daughters. We sang that as well today, that we are children of God. That's my challenge for us today, church. We need to seek after Jesus. We need to desire to be in his presence, not just here at church, uh, but like when, when, when we're walking around, when we're at home, when we're in our bedroom by ourselves, when we're, when we're at work, we need to desire to be in front of Jesus and encounter him so that we can influence this world. There's a, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis that, 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 that kind of hit me. And it says this, look for yourself and you will find a long run, only hate, uh, hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else thrown in. Everything else thrown in. You get more than what you need when you seek after Jesus. You get more than what you need. You search for yourself, you're gonna find loneliness. I was pretty lonely that morning. When I went, or whatever, when I got when I got too drunk, when I searched myself, I was pretty lonely. I felt empty. But when I when I search for him, I find satisfaction. I find purpose. Because before you, a man that stuttered as a kid that went through through speech therapy, Jesus doesn't see that. He doesn't see any of that stuff. He sees a child of God. And finally, I have one last quote. And Craig's not even here, but I'm going to be quoting Craig. Or if you want to take a picture so I get some bonus points because I quote my boss, feel free to do that and say, look how awesome your youth pastor is. No, I'm just joking. But I, had a, I remember a moment 
I remember a moment, because I was in his youth group. I was a student at, at Maplefield when he was the youth pastor. And I remember being at Overflow. However, an Overflow is, 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 an, awesome, is an awesome place. Wherever, but sometimes like, like emotions can get mixed up in uh, up in it. And there's a group of, of students who uh, uh, or whatever who before the speaker was even done speaking was was ran like kind of ran, like, ran up the side and sat down just so they can get to the front. Because there's I don't know why I don't know if people like why if, if anybody ever, ever thinks this, but like I don't know if they're thinking there's a special. Something special happens if you're right in front of the stage. But they, they, they were, they were just, they, they ran up there. However, and it kind of bothered me. I'm just like, why do I need to be up there? What's so special about up there? However, and Craig, we talked about, like, we talked about it with PC afterwards. He came, he brought the group together. And this is what he said. And this is something that is, has driven my life from, from the moment that he said it. He said, do not wait for a moment. Instead, make a moment. Church, we just saw we just saw that in the, in the story, two stories that I said. These these two people were hungry for Jesus. They didn't. They couldn't wait for Jesus to be free or, 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 or free from people. They knew they had to get to him. So, church, we need to have a desire to chase after Jesus. We need to have a desire to be in front of him, to sit at his feet, wherever where we can find fullness, where we can find purpose, where we can find joy. Church, that is my challenge for you guys: to chase after him with everything. All we need is Jesus. All we need is Jesus. Jesus, you can have all of this world. You can have everything within it. Everything else doesn't matter, but all we need is Jesus. All we need is him. He is the one who satisfies you. We need to come to that well. Church, and it's... It, or I understand, it, I'm a human being as well. I, I, have, I have my struggles. It's something that we have to do daily. We can't, just, we can't just wake up, do it, do, do it this morning, do it here at church this morning, and then wake up tomorrow and expect that, it, it, like, that we're not going to face any, any, any struggle, struggles. Church, we need to have a desire for Jesus. When we wake up in the morning, we need to dedicate that, that, that day to Jesus. When we wake up tomorrow, you have to say, Jesus, today is yours forever because it is you who satisfies Church, that is my challenge. When you come in, when you come into church, don't wait for somebody else. Don't wait for the right song to come on. Don't wait for somebody to come and approach you. Take initiative like these people did. Take initiative to come to the well to experience life. And so that's what I want to do to close. I want to give you an opportunity to seek after Jesus. For the next five minutes, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just let the worship team just play that last song. And whenever you are ready, I'm just gonna encourage you, if you are wanting more of Jesus in this place, to just stand up and to worship him. Don't wait for the person beside you. Don't wait for, don't wait for me to say anything. When you're ready, they're, they're going to start singing. I'm just going to give you an opportunity to just, to just worship and to seek after God. 
Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.